0: It's the next level Warning The following podcast may contain spoilers Listener discretion is advised
1: up primers and welcome to this issue 146 of the dc primetime podcast from the spotlight here on the next level podcast network i am ben beck
0: and from the caffeine crew cast of pods i am rob martin
1: and four shows to talk about this week two of them including pen ultimates but before we do that a little bit of a scheduling change uh, over the course of the next couple weeks, uh, and we realize this might throw some of you off because we are literally in the in the cusp of the end of these seasons with finales. But we've decided to change things up a bit. Uh, one because it makes more sense, and two because scheduling for Rob and I this this coming week is just crazy.
0: It's yeah, it's it's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah,
1: so um, you know, I have friends coming from out of town. You have class, and and uh, you're uh, going uh,
0: away with your wife to
1: con to a convention uh, Mm -hmm. that she's going to be promoting her books at so we've decided to make a little bit of a change we know that this coming week are the flat are the flash and arrow season finales as well as the penultimate episodes of uh legends of tomorrow and supergirl however we are going to take a break this coming week from recording and what we're going to do instead is we're going to do in two weeks an extended finale spectacular. Uh, rather than talk about two finales one week and two finales the next, we're just going to group them all together. We're going to talk about the finales of all four shows in one week. Uh, because I think that just makes more sense anyway.
0: It does. It, it allows us to celebrate the end of the seasons for all of these shows. And we'll start everything off by talking about Legends and Supergirl that are airing this week, which are the penultimates for, for that week like uh, for those shows. So we'll talk about those first and then we'll go through the process like normal. So then we'll start with the Supergirl finale arrow. Legends and then fl- ultimately Flash uh, and be able to do that. So while we know that a lot of you are probably gonna be like, let's talk about it now. If you want to talk about it now, we're still going to watch them this week. So yeah, if, you, I, if you need to get it out of your system, message us. <laughs> we'll we'll only, geek out with you that way. Not so, only
1: that, but I know this week, unfortunately, I, I wasn't home to post the feedback posts. I posted it for Supergirl, but then I, I never got the opportunity to post it for uh, Legends Arrow and Flash. Uh, we will absolutely post those feedback posts those face uh, feedback posts for the finale so if if you have to tell us something if you want to give your opinion about it uh, that's what those feedback posts are for so go on the facebook page facebook.com dc primetime and post what you have to say because as rob mentioned we're still going to be watching them even though we're not recording about them till, for another week um and we'll comment like we'll we'll read your your feedback and again we'll probably use it for the podcast as well So if you've got something you want to say about the finales, good, bad, indifferent, post it. That's what those feedback posts are for. Mm -hmm. I will not forget. Like I'll schedule them to post ahead of time. If I know I'm not going to be home, Uh, I will not forget them this week because they're important this week with the finales. Uh, So hopefully, you know, it doesn't throw you guys off that we're not going to have anything next week, but again, scheduling wise, uh, both with ourselves personally and with the, the finales, it just makes more sense to hold off. And, we'll do it all in one lump sum and yep we'll leave it at that <laughs> uh but again with that being said four episodes to talk about this week we are gearing up for the finales we got two penultimate episodes and two penultimate penultimate episodes
0: <laughs> yeah pre-penultimate episodes
1: Yeah, penultimate eve episodes yeah i guess
0: i all all, all penultimate I, eve <laughs> I,
1: I guess that's how that works i don't know Uh, But yeah, penultimates of uh, The Flash and Arrow, and then uh, still two more episodes left of Supergirl and The Flash. But let's jump into it as we usually do by giving each of the shows our one to three point ranking, and then we'll go back and break down the episodes as best as we can. So we'll start things off first with Supergirl season four, episode 20. Uh, What do you give this one, sidekick, hero,
0: or legend? I think we can save a lot of time to say everything got a hero this week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: different different uh, levels, levels of hero. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. everything everything is a, a hero this week for me as well. Uh, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Some of them low on the lower end, and some of them much more on the higher end. Uh, yeah, I can say Flash was on the higher end. Uh, I know some of the reviews out there are not that great, but we looked at it a little. We approached the, yeah. approach the episode a little bit differently, which gave it a, a higher hero. Uh, Arrow, more on to the mid to lower, and for me at least. Uh, and Legends and Supergirl. Supergirl was even, I think, a little higher than mid. Uh, Legends, uh, a mid, mid yeah. hero. So, yeah, hero across the board.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it, everything falling in between that, uh, a 6 to a seven five, I think, um, is. Kind of per, almost perfect. So. Wow. Really? Well, uh, sorry. Five. Probably about a five. Okay. Five. <laughs> All right. I, I don't think I would get anything uh, under a five. Okay. I, I think everything, everything was right. Kind of there. Uh, you know, again, it's a couple of these shows. They're just are suffering a little bit this year. More than usual. Um, and there's a couple of them that are doing really awesome things. Uh, well, sorry. One of them is doing really, really, really <laughs> awesome things. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, so let's go back and start breaking these down. I know uh, I'm hoping these discussions aren't going to be too difficult to talk about because uh, ordinarily I wait until closer to recording to watch these shows. Uh, this week I watched them all earlier in the week and I, I really don't remember a lot of stuff that happened. So
0: <laughs> all, you have, all you have to remember is DC primetime. It's all the podcast you need. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that. It's a new T-shirt idea.
1: Yeah, uh, but so going back to Supergirl season four, episode 20, will the real test with a real Miss Test please stand up? Kara and Lena head to Cosnia to hunt down Lex. However, Eve Test sets a trap for the duo that could ultimately reveal that Kara is Supergirl. Meanwhile, Alex gets a long awaited phone call. James practices using using his powers and Ben Lockwood takes a dangerous stand inside the D.E.O. Um, I want to start with the title of the episode and while ordinarily i like these shows using clever you know puns and quips for the titles of the episodes and things like that i feel like this one was a spoiler before watching the episode
0: Um, a little bit yeah i'm not gonna argue on that one
1: uh, you know with the real test with the real miss test please stand up okay you kind of have a feeling there's going to be multiple missed test mockers. And then when it goes into that whole thing where, uh, Kara and Lena find, uh, all the, the DNA work and the paperwork on copy, which was a, a character we ran into earlier in the season. I was like, okay, yeah, we're definitely getting multiple missed test mockers. So the next time we see Miss test mocker probably not the real Miss test mocker And that's exactly what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, there's nothing wrong with that because it wasn't super important to the plot.
0: Well, I mean, Christ, we can talk about all of that right now because aside from that, while they're in Kaznian searching all through the, the, the bunker where we've seen Red Daughter, uh, essentially all through that is, well, the, the place is kind of break to blow and they need to get out of there because Eve is going to go make the place go boom. And uh, yeah, aside from that, Kara stumbles into the room, sees all the pictures of herself, and then it's like, crap, 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 and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And it was, this whole episode was kind of like watching a romance uh, piece, where it was like, will this character kiss this character? And it was all these setup moments, and it never paid off. Actually, you know what, it's exactly <laughs> like when Kara and uh, uh, um Mon-El were about to kiss that one episode, like two seasons ago, and it was just like, no, 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 how about right now? big explosion <laughs> so, so it's exactly the same thing uh,
1: so are you telling me you watched this episode the whole time waiting for Kara and lena to kiss
0: no i know <laughs> that was a joke um, i mean they it, could. It, it, the kiss <laughs> in
1: essence was the reveal of the identity
0: exactly yes. and that i think that was really what it was and it was very proof positive by the end of this episode that this is the tool that lex luther is going to use against Kara, um it, because there's no reason to keep building up this piece Throughout these last handful of episodes and that that much this episode and ultimately to end Kara's story this week in that whole conversation with James kind of like after this is all done, I'm going to tell her Um, it was really kind of set. So it's going to be more of that twist of the knife because Lex likes to play with Lena's head that, of course, this is going to be the piece that came out.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's exactly I I, I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I think, you know, Lex has the abilities now that he got from um, the uh, what's it called?
0: Haranel. The Haranel.
1: That's it. Uh, You know, Lex has the abilities from the Haranel. He's got Red Daughter in his corner. Uh, He's got Ben Lockwood now, who ultimately was a, a side uh, was something that came out of what he did. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He, uh, Manchester Black was what came out of uh, Ben Lockwood. Ben Lockwood was intentional. Um, and I think you're right. I think uh, all these weapons that he has lined up, his biggest weapon is going to be Kara's identity. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's going to be very cleverly done, and I think brilliantly done by the writers in that too, and that aspect in that. I, I And I think it's going to be that final... I think it's going to be towards the end of the episode too, or towards the finale. I think Red Daughter is going to be handled. Ben Lockwood's going to be handled, and Lex is ultimately going to play it as well. I've got one more trick up my sleeve.
0: Yeah, and I I wouldn't good, be surprised. Yeah, it's oh, going to be ahead.
1: revealed, and it's going to be like Haha, I may have been one. I may have been captured, and you may have de- defeated everybody I had, but I still win.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and I would not be surprised if that moment potentially happens at the end of the penultimate episode, so this week's, and then. That leads into the finale. Um, if not, I would. You're right. That'll probably be one of the last moments. I think it'll, it'll be. Win. I
1: think it could be. I think it could go either way. I think it could be the penultimate leading into the finale, or it could be a cliffhanger into season five.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's a lot of different ways and options that this can potentially go. But I, I think you and I are both on the same page. This is definitely going to happen. Lex is definitely yeah. going to use this as a weapon. Speaking of weapons, though, how kick-ass was it that the uh, the riot stick coming out of the bottom of Lena's heel? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was really damn cool. Uh, I thought that was a really nice twist. Granted, it's going to be really difficult for her to walk, you know, one – one heel, one non.
1: (laughs) That's that's I didn't even think about that.
0: I mean, she was rather spry for somebody that was walking off center. So (laughs) yeah,
1: that's really true. Uh, But you know, like they, they toyed with the whole identity thing uh, a little bit. And even though they toyed with it, it it really played off really well. The whole plane scene when they were going to Cosnia was, I think a lot of fun, Uh, you know, seeing her leap out of the plane to help the plane land. And then, rushing back into the seat and pretending like she was knocked out. Like I thought it was a lot of fun, but I really liked the aspect of towards the end when they were on the plane again at the end and Kara was ready to reveal, she's literally standing behind Lena with her glasses off, waiting for Lena to turn around. And the moment was played off so well when, when Lena was talking about how she can never trust people because of keeping a secret from her. And it was in that moment, I'm like, wow, I'm like, I really actually wanted her to tell her, but she's not going to.
0: Yeah. And That's honestly, it. that was shot really well, because even Kara was out of focus through all that. But it was it was the the body. The stance was perfect. And I'm like, that was really wonderfully shot. I was really blown away with the cinematography of that scene. So. Yeah. And I think, honestly, you know, the more and more and more we've seen Katie McGrath in the show, the more she's grown. And I think she's doing a stunning job as Lena Luther. I think she's doing such a good job.
1: I really do, too. And I, I'm I'm more convinced than ever now that we actually have a good and decent Luther.
0: Yeah, I, we really I, do.
1: I think there are still trace elements that. She is a Luthor um, because there are still decisions that she makes that are questionable. But I think her heart is in the right place. Um, and she is still trying to fix things that her brother has done, uh, and, and be a force for good.
0: I would not be surprised to see if maybe she does take that heel turn for next season, though, um, based on what goes down. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, Lena and her go a little bit more toe to toe next year. So.
1: And, and and that could play into the whole thing, as we mentioned with Lex having, you know, Kara's identity as the ultimate weapon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it could turn um, against her. All right, let's take a small turn into Alex's story, actually, because uh, this is a quick conversation. But I, yeah. I think I wanted to really appraise the show for something, okay? Uh, because, you know, we talk about their handling of LBGT, uh, you know, or sorry, LGBTQ, um, you know, like aspects of the show. And they've always done an amazing job uh, with the way that they even handled Alex coming out the way that they handled Dreamer. But now I got to give them props for again, yet again, one more thing. Um, the adoption stuff, I think that was done stunningly because instead of putting a nice bow on it and happy ever after, that is something that really happens in real life that people don't realize actually happens. Um, and I can, I know I don't usually reveal too much about, you know, myself on the show. Uh, but you know, me and my wife have been trying for, for kids for almost going in, we're going into year three. Uh, And adoption has been something on the table. But we've even had this conversation of the heartbreak that that has happened. I've known people that have gone through what she did in this. So it's it was really nice to see them not just be like oh yay hey ta you're 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 a parent now and they're like nope it was there was heartbreak involved and this is a real life situation so it was really cool to see them really bring that to the forefront and I was like that was really beautifully done and beautifully written but I also think it was great that they just slyly kind of like set up the next relationship angle for Alex and I like that they didn't again make a big deal about you know James's sister you know being gay and all these things and they did a really beautiful job yet again handling this aspect of this world and the way that they rate these characters so big kudos to that
1: yeah i I agree with you i think it was very well done and you know it was so well done that even if you've never been in that situation like somebody like myself uh or even been slightly you know even pushed into that situation uh, or into anything similar i still really felt for alex like i felt the heartbreak that that alex was feeling because they haven't they've played with this whole adoption thing earlier on but they've gone for a while without bringing it up so it kind of fell to the back burner
0: and it was um, it was last year it was this was well about a year and a half ago in the show
1: yeah so i mean so for them to suddenly bring it back up um and i do understand now that you said it it was actually something i never picked up on i never even really picked up on that they were building the next relationship uh with her and james's sister but now that i see that i i think I was already. Oh, I was already fine with the whole adoption thing. Like I thought I agreed with you that it was beautifully done, but now that I see that they could have they were possibly using it as a vehicle to set up, uh, Alex and Kelly. Uh, I am even more behind it. Like, I think it was even more beautifully
0: done. Yeah. I was, I was really kind of shocked to see how well they, they handled that. Um, because they're allowing things to happen naturally. It wasn't, it wasn't crammed down your throat. Um, adoption really does work that way (laughs) all these things i'm like and i'm like good job i'm like that's most most shows normally would be like hey the end of last season it's like i'm gonna sign up to adopt a kid and by the end of the season she's like i have a kid now you know yeah they didn't do that they said they really took their time because it really does take time
1: it takes a while yeah uh you know sometimes it can take years uh in order for, for those processes to go through um and you know what i'm thinking about it like this whole time uh, ever since the introduction of Kelly into the show this season, I never considered her being a new interest for for
0: Alex. Yeah, and I think that was again really smart because that was the first time that they dropped that you know she was gay, and it was done just in a normal conversation. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and, and- for as, as many friends as I have that are you know, on the LGBTQ uh, side of the you know the spectrum. Um, I think it's fantastic that they're treating it with such reverence and they're being careful and doing it the, the right way. Um, and again, the show constantly, this makes me smile with the way that they handle it. So,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Um, and you're right. That was a, that was a pretty quick conversation oh, yeah. about all that. Um, I think really the only things we have left to talk about are the whole um, hair and elf. Aspects of the episode. I mean, we're we're seeing James explore his abilities a little bit more. Uh, We saw him suit up in the Guardian suit again, just minus the helmet, which was really cool. Uh, But it's mainly because uh, Ben Lockwood and and I kind of predicted it last week, as I know you agreed with me, that this whole thing with this alien killing his wife was going to turn his son against him.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And
1: it's exactly what happens by the end of this episode. He blames Ben Lockwood for. You know, he blames his father for and his whole, you know, quest of of putting these aliens away of being the reason why that yeah. his mother was killed.
0: Yeah. And I, and and I kind of so. even the way that they handled his grief was just him walking out of the funeral, not knowing where he was going. And when he gets to the D.O. is kind of like, where am I? Oh, this is kind of like he was on autopilot. It was that Scrubs moment. It's like, where do you think we are right now? You know. Oh
1: my god! Why did you have to bring up that episode?
0: Because it is one of the best episodes of Scrubs. It
1: really is, and it gets me every damn time uh, I watch it, it.
0: It breaks my heart too. So, oh, but it's man. but that's but that's what it was like though. It's like it was they handled grief very well for him, where it was this autopilot, and it's just kind of like I'm gonna. It, it, rage kind of took over. Um, you know, we're not saying that he's a good, good person by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I thought that was it was smartly written. Again, I, again, that's the one thing this show constantly does. It is really beautifully and well crafted and executed, especially this season. In the past, it's, it, it's had its fair share of speed bumps. It, it's like a Pennsylvania road everywhere you look. But th- this season, it feels like PennDOT got off their ass and actually did something. So that's a nice, (laughs) nice reference for, for people that are in, in our state. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, exactly. Nobody outside of Pennsylvania is going to get that reference. No, but that's all right. Um, But I will say though, when it comes to everything with Ben Lockwood and, you know, breaking into Lena's lab and stealing the hair and L I'm really, one of the things I'm really liking um, as far as character development goes is I'm really liking what they're doing with Brainy and, you know, we do know that Brainy is a member of the Legion. He has his Legion ring back. So he's he's he has his abilities, but they are really humanizing his character and showing that he is a hero without that. I mean, just simply stepping in between stepping in front of Ben Lockwood and saying, like, no, this is not what you're this is not how this works. And he's not like standing behind Ben Lockwood and saying, I don't believe you should be doing this. He literally steps between him and the door and says, no, this and and so many words, this shit's not happening. Yeah. You know, so they're really they're really finding ways to make Brainy even more of a character like I've already I've loved him since the moment we met him. But I'm really getting more and more behind Brainy every time. And it's his work at the D.E.O. that's really doing that for me.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I think they're doing a great job with him. And like I said, you know, we ended the episode with Martian Manhunter coming back into the fight, yeah, uh, which was a great quick shot of this this coming down and just chucking Ben Lockwood after he injected himself with a hair and L kind of is has beast moded out at this point. Um, But yeah, I I think they're doing a really good job. I'm looking forward to seeing where things fall into play next week Um, because, yeah, I think the penultimate for this show is going to is going to be pretty action-packed, so.
1: Yeah, um, I, I just, uh, oh, one thing we forgot. Before. Oh, no,
0: we didn't forget. I figured that was where we're going to close okay, on this. Okay,
1: then, you know what? Then I'll just, I'll, I'll you know what? I'm just going to leave it. We got one, I, like I mentioned before, I I only posted the feedback post for uh, for Supergirl, and I think this pretty much, I'm going to say these two words, and then I'll turn it over to you, because these come from my buddy Shad. The only feedback we got, Benedict Tronald.
0: oh that's beautiful which is brilliant uh i i think episode title right there (laughs) oh yeah
1: yeah that's yeah that's what we're using
0: uh good old president tron um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think I, i think that worked that worked perfectly and if if you needed a connection to real life politics done and done um Christ. (laughs) It was me me and my wife were watching it. It was like, well, that was a bit on the nose, wasn't it? (laughs) So, (laughs) and my my wife was like, Casnia? Collusion with (laughs) Casnia? President? Um... Evil president? She's like, really? She's like, it's really good and it's really fun, but wow, that was really on the nose. And I'm like, (laughs) A little bit, <laughs> and Benedict
1: Tronald has multiple. And apologies if you're a fan of him, if you're a supporter of his. We we mean no disrespect politically, but that actually has double meaning. Um, you know, by calling him Tronald, uh, you know, you mentioned President Tron and the Don, and the Don. So it's yeah, it works out, which is just it was it's fun wordplay. Don't read too much into it. So, but yeah, I mean, we see him like we we see Kara give him all that information to uh and him just literally put it in a drawer and not even look at it after finding out that he has kryptonite in the oval office yeah so uh we do know that whatever is going on with lex uh the president is in his pocket yep and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out oh yeah uh next week the penultimate or this week rather the penultimate episode 21 red dawn there is no synopsis for it listed, So, but with Red Dawn, you have to imagine Red Daughter is going to come into play with this episode. Oh, yeah. In, in a big way. But it's a wait and see, and we'll be talking about it in two weeks. Uh, that leads us to DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 4, Episode 14, titled Nip Stuck. Uh, when Sarah hesitates to make a tough call, Rory steps up, creating a wedge in the team. Meanwhile, Ava gives Gary the responsibility of handling the beer performances, uh, performance reviews for all the
0: agents. All I got to say is, man, niptitized is one of the best new words of all time. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I
1: want to start using it to be completely like I, I want to use that word from now on.
0: Look at the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. only this show. Only this show, <laughs> and and you know, losing it again by the end of the episode. Well, did he? Was it officially ripped off? Oh yeah,
1: that's a good point. I don't because it
0: didn't seem like it was. It, it could have just seem-
1: it could have just been Mona biting it.
0: Yeah, because we didn't see it torn off. We didn't see we didn't see the crawling nipple at uh, this point in time. But I love the fact that he, he's basically his nipple is what's turning Gary evil, which was amazing. <laughs> um, only this show only the show it was wonderful uh but just watching i can never remember the actor's name uh god it's gonna kill me for gary um oh adam uh adam sheckman yeah um uh, but There's, just watching him Adam's kind out. of play kind of not be gary like traditional gary and having like that little swagger was so so much fun to see him just getting a chance to play uh because you could tell how much he loved it and how much he enjoyed it and how just fun and goofy and silly he really is and um man he 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 was such an mvp of this week's episode absolutely but that was just it's brilliant just just absolutely brilliant yeah (laughs) no
1: i agree with you and i i want to bring up something that i read online and i I read this from a friend i didn't read this in any kind of a review um one of the things that i i i realized when i read this that I I kinda it clicked with me. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what this is. We we've said before, like, I know we've heard some criticisms from some listeners about how they're getting away from the superheroics, and, and but we've praised it on the character development of of these characters and how they can build these characters without the superheroics. Uh and it's a it's a character piece. I want to add something to that. I still agree with that completely, that this is a character piece. But in many ways, and we've said before that Legends of Tomorrow is almost like the epitome of a week-to-week episodic, you know, here's the next adventure, straight to comic book. And Doom Patrol plays into that big time now, too, in that like, this is like this is their adventure of the week with the overarching thing. Legends of Tomorrow really plays out as something else. It's a workplace comedy. It
0: it's, is. It, especially this season. Yeah, it's that in addition to honestly it's what I used to really love about Doctor Who before it took itself a little too seriously at times. Uh and it when it was when, when Doctor Who was just playing uh, it feels like it was like you know like just just throwing off any constraints and just running around and doing fun goofy silly things. That's what the show has really become and I think that's why I like it so much because it's not your expectation of a superhero show. And I think that's why it's it's as much fun. It's why I can watch, you know, Doom Patrol every week. And it's never a chore. It's not because it's new. It's because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It knows it, it's allowed to play. It's allowed to break the rules. And that's what Legends does each and every week. It's the one show like even I've gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, I'll get to Flash when I get to Flash. But when it's Legends is up, I'm like, I'm going to watch Legends. Yeah. I'm going to watch Doom Patrol because it, it, it subverts expectations so much. But it also twists that formula on its head.
1: I mean, this literally thinking about it after reading that comment, Legends of Tomorrow, this season in particular, you know, with uh, with the Time Bureau involved and the antics that go on in the office. This is literally the comic book version of a higher budgeted office.
0: Yeah, it's what Powerless was trying to to achieve. It's what it was trying to achieve. And it's hitting the nail on the head each and every week. Yeah. So
1: and it's just making the show so much more fun, especially when you look at it in that aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing there's there's so much goofy stuff. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, you, you, how was it? I read it uh, using the Captain Planet rings to form a gestalt tickle me Elmo, uh, you know, in Bebo last season to, you know, uh, 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 to hypnosis. This Yeah.
0: Season. Right. Well, like having a, the first episode of the season, having a unicorn bite off a, a random character's nipple and uh, using that later to become the catalyst of like making him an evil minion uh, yeah. because he has an evil nipple from hell. And, like that sounds like something out of an evil dead movie, you know, like yes. and that's what's fun about it is like what show thinks that's a great idea. And it's and only one show does Legends of Tomorrow. Guess what? It paid off. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, it, sh- it shouldn't. But it did. It, it's. It's ridiculous to think that was set up from episode one. It's funny to also think, because we're going to jump around all over this, that the fairy godmother is the second ultimate evil in in this, in this world.
1: And I was just going to mention that too. Like, it, it, this is one of those shows that when I watch, like when I watch The Flash and I watch Arrow and I watch Supergirl, like I take it seriously and I'm watching for the plot. But Legends is one of those shows that not only do I watch for the plot, but just knowing these characters and knowing these actors... While I'm watching, I'm literally picturing how much fun it was on set to do some of the stuff that they're doing. Right. And, you know, seeing Brandon Routh kissing Jane Carr, like, and just picturing, like, how many takes that took, how many people on set were laughing when they were doing it. It makes this show so much more fun to watch.
0: Right. And I think one of the other things, though, too, is like they do that. But then, like, let's get to another small side scene is when we see Mick and Sarah and Ray's raise like room kind of going through things. And they have that really beautiful like moment where they apologize to each other about like everything. And like Mick's like, I'm really fi- happy that you found her, you know, and she's like, I'm really proud of you for like writing. And it's like, you know what? It's funny. It's like the reason why Ray is so important is we're the last three we're the last three of the original legends and it hit you there too. Yeah. You're like, wow, they've lost a lot. They've suffered more than almost any of the other shows out there. Um, and they still soldier on the way that they do. And they still know that they can like, like live their lives and kind of excel where you see like, and I, you know, flash has lost a lot, but like, he's kind of going into the Oliver brooding territory a lot more than he used to. Uh, he forgets that he can celebrate life a little bit the way that Flash usually does. You know, you look at all those characters and all the things that they've suffered, and then you look at the Legends and like they've suffered worse than almost anybody. And yeah, because while the Flash has suffered,
1: their key players are still there. Their core yeah. players are still there. You know, Caitlin, Cisco, uh, Iris—they're th- th- all there
0: uh, uh, still. Know, yeah, I mean, like, and they've all lost somebody, and. But they all kind of soldier on, but not the way that the legends do, where the legends of, are, are evolving more and more and more consistently as people, not just as heroes. And I think that's what's been really fun to watch about this show is because they're not afraid to kind of continue to make these characters excel. Um, and, I, you know, with the other shows, it feels like some of those characters are stuck in a state of arrested development where they're doing a decent job of trying to elevate them. But it feels like them personally has not grown as much. So, Yeah. Or they'll learn their lesson and backslide and then have to relearn the lesson again.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think where else we can go with this. Because, I mean, other than the fact of what happens at the end with John, um, which I think is setting up something very interesting and I think is going to be really fun to watch. I I don't really think there there really is a lot that happens in this episode. I mean, for the most part, the Wave Rider is trapped in ice for most of the episode, uh, and we, we are seeing with the we are seeing the team kind of as you mentioned with that scene with with Mick, uh, we're seeing them kind of, I guess, come to grips with everything that is happening.
0: Yeah, uh, I you know realizing they can't just give up on their team, like realizing that everything that's going on is making them kind of need to regel again, and they you see them playing cards against the timeline and celebrate life the way that Ray would have all these little pieces. And it played out really well, but I also thought we got a really good bit of Charlie kind of trying to bring peace to the team. Like, all you know, trying to come in and, and be Mick to kind of bury the hatchet between Sarah and, and him and all these little pieces. And so we got a nice layer to them. You know, we have Zari and, and, and Nate, hooked up this episode and got a chance to have a little fun with their characters. They did a really good job of hitting all those points.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you too, that you mentioned Charlie as well, because that's very interesting coming from a character who was very hesitant to even join this team Mm -hmm. uh, when we first met her this season. And in, in this, in just the, the times of this season, she has gone from that character who was a hesitant hero to being the person who, kind of sees that this is a team that needs to be together, uh, herself included.
0: Well, it's funny, too, because it's not even that, because I just, as you mentioned that, it just dawned on me. She wasn't the only character to go through that moment this week. We saw Nora go through that when she was like, I really, I'm really happy to be joining the Bureau. Like we saw her kind of take on that role the same way that Charlie kind of did. We saw John do that in his sacrifice where he was very hesitant to be part of the legend's. Going in to risk his life to save one of them. All of these pieces were really, really big. And it was all of them realizing that they're all legends by the end of this episode. Three characters going through that transformation. And I think that was really cool to see that they kind of tied that together because I didn't even realize it until now. I'm like, that's kind of brilliant that, that they had three of the newer characters all truly becoming legends this week
1: yeah and you're right too. talking about it i didn't really see that aspect of john until now until you mentioned it because you're right there was a moment earlier on in the episode where he just wanted sarah to use the wave rider to just blast him um not really regarding what what would happen to ray if they did that and by the end of the episode it's a complete flip and that you're right he's sacrificing himself so that ray can survive yeah. Or, no, or maybe, or am I wrong about that? Or was it not Mick? sacrificing himself? He he, he's risking he, his own.
0: Yeah, saving. he he he's purely going to hell to try to save Mick or to try to save Ray.
1: What is it? Is it John that that says blast him, or is it Mick that says blast him?
0: Mick does. It was Mick. That's so I'm a little confused. What, that's what that's, yeah. what that's what caused the rift on the Wave Rider that's between right. him and Sarah. So that's right. So
1: John has so John kind of has been behind saving Ray uh for a little bit now but you're right but it, he takes it to it to the nth degree in risking his own safety by going to hell um which i i think they're going to have a lot of fun with especially because seeing hell looking it looks like hell is and i'm i apologize if anybody from this city is listening uh hell looks like detroit
0: <laughs> it's a little bit of that a little bit of los angeles yeah done done. exactly <laughs> yeah
1: um so I'm very curious to see where they're going to go with this next next episode, because it is the penultimate.
0: And uh, I think the next one is called Terms of Service. I think it is. Term, yeah, terms of service. yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's I'm looking forward to seeing how all this is going to play off. But uh, you know what? I I think it's cool because I think from what I understand, they're also going to tie up a loose end from the Constantine TV series in that upcoming episode. So,
1: OK. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. That's another series I want to go back and rewatch.
0: Hey, you know, shameless plug for a thing that we're not paid for. That, <laughs> that series is fully on DC Universe. Sign that, up now. That,
1: oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. It's It uh, It was brilliant the way they did that with those three characters about what finally accepting being a part of this team and realizing, you know, that they that this this is a team that needs to be together. And, and then kind of realizing they have they play a part in it. It's not just. They're on the outside looking in. They they all play their own little part. And it's going to be fun to see that, that by the end. Because even Sarah says it at 1.2, we need to step up and be a team. We need, you know, uh, to get out of the situation when they were in the ice. And I, I think it's going to be really cool to see everybody come together to save Ray.
0: Yeah.
1: If that's indeed what, something that happens. I know one of the predictions by our friend TJ is that he thinks we can see ray potentially be a big bad for next season i don't think it's going to go that route i think ray's going to be rescued but
0: oh yeah i I think he will be there in the finale yeah i think so too uh
1: i think the only thing left on my end at least that um is going to be fun to see how they clear up is you know thanks to gary uh everybody at the time bureau is hypnotized so they uh they kind of have to take back the time bureau in the next
0: episode as well well, I think that's done. I think that's wrapped. Um, oh, because
1: this, the synopsis for next week says that they, they hatch a plan to take back the time bureau.
0: Oh, maybe that is the case. Maybe it is just Nora and uh, Ava that, that got and snapped out of it.
1: I think everybody else is still hypnotized.
0: Interesting. OK, cool. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, any final notes on your end before I we, we bring up next week and move on? Not a one. All right. Uh, so yeah, terms of service episode 15, the penultimate, which we'll talk about in two weeks. Sarah and Ava concoct a bold plan to take back the time bureau and Zari and Charlie must work together to discover what neuron neuron is planning. So, Oh, Constantine is given a tough choice on who to save from hell. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe that's going to be that, that storyline that you mentioned that might be uh tied up.
0: Yeah, I think so. So,
1: Ah, uh, cool. So then, with that being said, we wrap up our discussions on Legends of Tomorrow and we move on to Arrow season seven, episode twenty-one, Living Proof, the penultimate episode. Oliver finds himself in a precarious position. SCPD shows up with a warrant for
0: Felicity. Okay, uh, easy enough. Yeah, uh, Arrow stuck under a rock. At the let's, end. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god, that is literally the ultimate, <laughs> ultimate way to put this season arrow is stuck under a rock and struggling to get out holy shit you just summed up this entire season with what happens in the penultimate episode
0: yeah pretty much that's it wow i was, I was sitting on that for the <laughs> first day wow uh, i'm
1: glad you waited for the recording to reveal that uh-huh because that is brilliant uh. um yeah i mean it's look We approach these penultimate episodes, and and here's the thing. Arrow got a pretty high rating. Uh, I don't know what IGN gave it, but um, IMDB gave it an 8.7, which would fall into our legend territory. And Flash got a lower rating. We're reverse on this. And the main reason is because IGN and IMDB are reviewing these episodes as standalone episodes. When it comes to the penultimate, you have to judge them not only on what happens in the episode, but what is setting what it is setting up for the finale. Flash, which we'll get to in a minute, set up something big that I did not predict for the finale. Or, well, we called what's happening in the finale, but how we got there, I did not see coming. Arrow, on the other hand, by the end of this episode, and one of the reasons why it's getting a lower end hero for me, and I think you're in complete agreement with this, I have no idea where we are going with the Arrow. And that's not a, holy shit, I can't wait to see what they're going to do in the finale. It's a, eh, if I miss the finale, I probably won't miss anything.
0: Yeah, I I really what it boils down to is and we're not doing this as a dig. This is the same. This is the same arguments and problems we had with Supergirl in past seasons. When they get to the last four episodes or five episodes and say, well, here's the plot. And we're like, well, it's a bit late. Uh, They did that in Arrow this season. And that's the problem. It's it was too little too late. And right now there has been no weight that has been really shifted around that feels all that different than normal everyday episodes of Arrow. really at all like yes felicity's leaving um they set that up this week and all we can say is hooray <laughs> uh but i mean it's really nothing nothing was accomplished nothing was really truly achieved and it was kind of made me laugh a little bit because they're like everything we built this year i mean like you, uh, you know all of our connections with the SCPD, uh, and I'm like the things that have only happened in the last like what four episodes <laughs> i'm yeah. like i'm like you didn't build jack shit like they didn't trust you like they just proved that last week like, you have the one sergeant that was just kind of like, nope, you guys are assholes. Uh, and that was pretty much it. So they built absolutely nothing. Like, the trust in the city wasn't there. Nothing. They built absolutely nothing, and then they lamented losing it. And I'm like, you, I, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. Because clearly, there were some episodes that have not aired in, the, in, in this in this season Apparently, because apparently a lot more happened according to the, the characters than were, we're meant to be aware of. Yeah. I and mean, I, and that's the problem. I think that's truly the problem.
1: You, you have an episode. Um, you have an episode as a penultimate going into a season finale next season that is titled You Have Saved This City. When you have a title like that, you can only imagine like, OK, this is going to be literally That like that is honestly the title of what could be a series finale um, when it comes to the show, because that's the whole premise of the show is you have failed the city, you have saved the city. That could have been the finale, the series finale's title of that show, of that episode, which is why we I came to that realization or prediction last week that this is going to be the end of Oliver's. Saga and then next year is going to be, those 10 episodes are going to be all lead into crisis um, and his sacrifice, which I'd be totally fine with. but when you have a penultimate episode like this where really nothing is accomplished it's it's just Oliver going through his head and I mean it was great seeing Tommy come back um you know in his head yet again, which that's the only way he could come back. but there's still so much ground left to cover. Before this season wraps up and you have one episode left to do it. Um, and I feel like it's going to be a struggle for this show to go into the season finale next week or this coming week. And I feel like you've taken too long to wrap up so many questions and so many stories that you're literally going to be shoving as much as you possibly can into a 42 minute span. And it's not going to pay off.
0: No. No. Um, it really won't. It, I, I think that also the problem is, too, is Emiko is just not an interesting villain, no, too.
1: she's really not. And I feel like if you if you really want to set it up that this city finally believes in you and after everything it's put you through and how it's turned you into the villain and, you know, and made you an enemy of the people and vigilantes are an enemy of the people, uh, literally, in my opinion, the only thing that you can do is have uh, Emiko take the super shredder potion uh, or... Um, serum from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and become Super Amico and that's defeat her on a public street like that's the only way in my opinion it's an absolutely ridiculous premise but it's I feel like it's the only thing that you could really do
0: yeah well again I think the biggest problem is this goes back into the conversation we had when the season started we started getting these flashbacks to or not well sorry the flash forwards to the future of Star City and one of the Complaints I made I was like, this doesn't make any sense because it's basically telling us that everything that they do from now and to the end of the, the, the series was all for naught. They don't achieve and don't win. Um, and I'm like, what was the purpose of showing us that? And it was and it lessened everything that they're doing in the present consistently. Like every time we got a flash forward, we're like, nope, city is a mess everything's destroyed hey the glades are doing well but star city <laughs> totally dead it's fried and they showed us that so many times they hammer that point in all the time they're if they weren't doing that there'd be no reason to to constantly keep showing it so we know this doesn't go well it doesn't go well at all and i think that's that is showing and shining through more and more and more in my opinion every time we watch the show
1: well, not only that, but you, as you mentioned like a week or two ago, too, seeing all these people in the future and the flash forwards kind of gives away the aspect of we know who's going to live and who, you know, it takes away the mystery of who's going to make it to the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, that's always a big problem with stuff doing anything with the future whenever you're showing it is because it removes that, the risk or concern of where these characters are going to be. Like, it's no different than like, say, for example, and. This is not really giving anything away, but like if you know Infinity War, L- watching Infinity War and you're like, they're not going to kill all of these characters permanently. It's impossible. Like they've already announced other movies for the future. It's is not going to happen. Um, like, yeah, some of them may may not come back, but the large majority, there's no way, and it, it takes away some of that importance and weight, you know, uh, a little bit on on pieces on how they fall. And the same thing I think issued here with. With this, is just as you put it, is there is there is no risk for those characters anymore. You yeah. know, they have to make it through because they can't tell that story in the future. If they're dead. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I think there, there was one moment in this episode that I think kind of took me for a second. And it was the moment where I, I actually believed for a minute that that Diggle was shot. Um, Not really thinking about the whole aspect of it being in in Oliver's head. Um, and for a moment there, for a split second, I was like, wow, I can't believe they actually went there and they might actually kill off Diggle, a character who we haven't seen in the future. And, you know, we don't know his, his future is really clouded because we don't know where he stands when it comes to the future. So oh, we know where
0: we know where he is. He's up in space defending sector Twenty Eight Fourteen, part of the green. Oh, Apple. Jesus. <laughs>
1: the, while that would be awesome. It's not happening.
0: I'm gonna. I'll put money down that we're gonna see that at the very end. You think? Why would they introduce Colonel? Uh, uh, or or, or, sorry, General Stewart.
1: I think it was a tease. I really Mm. do. I I think it was a tease. I think we're going to see David Ramsey suit up as as a Lantern. I think it's gonna be during Crisis.
0: Oh, that's what I mean. Not this season. I'm talking about next year. No, uh, I don't,
1: but I don't think it's Earth One Diggle. I think it's
0: another Earth. Mm, I think we're going to see it. I think we're going to see John. Uh, I think we're going to see John as John, John Diggle, Stuart Green Lantern.
1: All right. That, I'm not going to lie. That would be amazing. But I,
0: I don't see it. I don't see it. But, if, if that's one of the final ways to go out in the show, I think they'll do it. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out next season.
0: Sure, Absolutely. Um,
1: but yeah, so I, I, again, that, that moment was one that caught me off guard for a quick second when I was like, Oh wow. Okay. They actually did that. Uh, and as much, you know, I love David Ramsey. So to see that happen would have been disappointing, but I would have actually prided the show a little bit for being able to take that risk. And then when you find out it was on Oliver's head, I was like, Oh, okay, never mind." and I kind of lost interest in the story again. Mm-hmm. So I you know, I I don't know. Again, looking at it as a Pen Ultimate episode, I expected a lot more. A Pen I did too. A Pen Ultimate episode to me is one that is supposed to leave you in in awe and really anticipating the season finale and I I just didn't feel it.
0: Yeah, it's the as we say it all the time, the five most important episodes of every season is your premiere, your midseason finale, your midseason premiere, your penultimate and your finale. If you if you do not land those episodes, you have a problem because they everybody knows they are absolutely always the most important. And Arrow suffered on all of those points so far this year. So I really, really hope that they can land number five. Yeah,
1: um, I I am too. And it's, I mean, even taking it a step further, I agree with you that those five episodes are, are, are the most important episodes. And even if you kind of struggle on the mid season premieres and finales, you can still salvage a season. Um, you know, so obviously the, the premiere, the penultimate and the finale are the three most important of those five. But I agree with you, the, the mid season and the mid season, uh, the two mid seasons are just as important. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can still salvage a season. Even if you falter on them, you oh, absolutely, you yeah. can't salvage a season if you fi- if you screw up on your finale. Mm-hmm. It's just, I it, I have seen bad finales kill
0: series. Oh yeah, How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> not just yeah, and that was not a season killer. That was a series killer.
1: Well, n- no, I disagree with that. I think I I agree with you. That series finale was horrible. Um, <laughs> Like it, you they totally undid everything that they were setting up in that entire show. But I still love that show. Fair. You know. <laughs> it didn't ruin the show for me. I'll still watch it. But I mean, again, I, I wanna say like we've discussed more of what our issues with this being a penultimate are and not dived into this into the episode, but you know, with the with the exception of you know, seeing Felicity being arrested by the end, uh because of Archer being the thing that caused everything that happening and they've been tying it back to her, which I think is very obviously how they're setting up her at her, uh, her character being written off in the finale. Well,
0: she wasn't, she, she was there to be arrested, but then she got away. That's, I mean, okay, yeah. you, know, you know, we get to SCPD and all the cops are dead, you know, Um <laughs> uh, so they have definitely not saved this precinct. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true. Uh, you
1: know, but we have, you know, going into the season finale, we have, uh, there's a couple questions that are still unanswered. We have, uh, we know that Connor Hawk is the adopted son of, of John Diggle. When is that going to happen? Um, Felicity, Felicity, Dinah and Roy, are they going to, es- are they going to escape the situation they're in by the end of the episode? Um, uh, you know, what's going to, well, happen- what's going to, what well, we know,
0: with well, we know the Connor Hawk thing is going to be addressed next week. Cause there are already shots out there showing bronze tiger in the fight. Okay. And, and, and Laurel Lance Earth two, Laurel Lance decked out as black canary in the fight.
1: Okay. So,
0: so we know that's all present day. So that's where you're going to see the death of bronze tiger. Not a big shock to anybody at this point. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, this is also this is not something that's leaked. It's just it's the inevitable. <laughs> it's just how it's going to go down. Yeah. pretty uh, much. But I mean, like I said, so we'll see all that play this week. So it's the question of how does everything else work? I mean, like I said, we know <laughs> Renee and Dinah and Roy have to survive. We know that Elena and Felicity have to survive. We know Oliver has to survive. Yeah, it, it's. Diggle, yeah, you never know. They could they could pull the wool over our eyes and say, "Yep, well, we're gonna kill Diggle," but th- th- we know that's not gonna happen. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense because they would have said, "Hey, David Ramsey is leaving the series," like we've heard for everybody else in the world before that they're done. You know, so it's we know all this is gonna happen. Uh, we also know Curtis is coming back next week too for uh, 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 a cameo. Oh, so. I
1: did not know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there were some shots already that that showed that he is in the episode next week as well.
1: So. Okay. All right. Um, I really don't have much else to say about this yeah. episode. I don't know if you do.
0: Um, Oliver trapped under a rock. All right. <laughs> so
1: pretty much describes the season. And I love that. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, as we mentioned before, uh, we're going to be talking about it in two weeks. Uh, you have saved this city, the finale of season seven uh, and the finale of the final full season of Arrow. Uh, after next week, we, after this week, we have 10 episodes left of this series.
0: And can I tell you how happy I am that that's <laughs> happening? Uh, I'm, it's
1: bittersweet for me uh, because this show is literally what kicked off this, ver- this universe. Um, there's a lot of thanks that have to be paid to Arrow.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, does it doesn't mean that it has not served its time and should have ended this like at the end of season five? Yeah, um, it, it's it. It did a lot of heavy lifting to build up the things that it did, but I mean, like, hell, I hate to say it this way, but even the CW points to Flash as being their lead. You know, that's that's pretty bonkers to think. So, but hey. Uh, you know what? I think still next year they're going to stick the landing. I still do. I
1: do, too, man. I, I told you that before. I think those next episode, those next 10 episodes, you know, we're not going to have the whole alicity thing to worry about. They're going to focus more on Oliver's character. They're going to build it towards crisis and the sacrifice we believe he's going to be making during it. I think they're going to pull out all the stops and they're going to go out on top. I firmly yeah. I firmly still believe that.
0: Yeah. And if they can't get 10 episodes right, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Oh, I,
1: I, I have to imagine they're already writing them.
0: Yeah. They're oh, no. Already I, being I, written. Yeah. I mean, I, you know any show writer out there, when they look at ratings drop and all those other things and feedback from fans, all this stuff, that they know that they have to put things in the right place. And they already know that part of their fan base ain't going to be too happy because one of the characters not going to be there. So they now need to kind of bring it back to basics. Um, and I think they're going to try to pull out all the stops with that. So,
1: yeah, I mean, and again, like, uh, as you mentioned, some fans are not going to be happy about, and we're talking about Felicity, obviously, um, are not going to be happy about Felicity being a part of those 10 episodes, but personally, I, like I I've met Emily, she's a sweetheart and it's nothing again, it's never anything against the actors when we, when we put this stuff out there. Um, I'm, I'm. In my opinion, they have spent too much time on the relationship between those two characters, and I'm looking forward to a break from that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she became a – she was a very fun character that became a Mary Sue, and that's what happened. Um, and that's – hey, it happens. It, it, that happens with shows sometimes. Yeah. But I think it was uh, – that was the the truth of it. She became a Mary Sue through all of it. She was uh, – she became the female – uh, female character that became a lens for the, a lot of the hardcore female audience. Well, not all, but uh, so for some of the female audience, uh, a side of it to kind of become that character for them. And that's it's OK. But I think they they tilted too much in one direction for too long a time.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Mm. Uh, all right. So, with that being said, final show we need to talk about this week is the Flash season 5, Episode 21. The Girl with the Red Lightning. Team Flash is on high alert after Cicada 2 threatens to unleash a dangerous virus that would put all meta humans at risk. Um I loved, loved the Sherlock and Renee Adler aspect of this episode. Um We've said multiple, multiple times that, you know, Kavanaugh is one of the hearts of of this show, uh, along with Jesse Martin and seeing that aspect, because I think you had mentioned it before as to whether or not we were going to see Renee Adler come back into play uh, for this series and before the series ends. And I love that we got her to come back. Kimberly uh, Williams Paisley came back into it. And we, we kind of get a little bit of a wrap up and almost potentially a teaser as to where Sherlock's character can go by the end of this season. Um, but again, it was another element that added to, you know, I mentioned with H.R. last season that H.R. was one that kind of it took time to grow on me. Uh, oh, no, two seasons ago. Sorry. Um, you know, that was he was a character that I, I it took a little while to grow. Sherlock it was a character that took a little time for me to get used to but this was another moment with his where i just grew to love sherlock even more uh and seeing where his heart truly lies when it comes to like he is a character legitimately who really would just love to find love Mm -hmm. um so seeing all that play out i it was weird for me to jump right into all that but i figured it was probably the shortest
0: oh yeah uh, i mean like i i think it makes sense because they're basically setting up his departure because we already know probably who kavanaugh is playing next year yeah. Reverse Flash, yeah. and we're pretty sure he's going to be playing Reverse Flash next year. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's even a question in my brain at this point. um I mean, who knows? But I'm pretty sure he's going to be back at the forefront for next year. Oh, and right. I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. totally okay with that.
1: I think it makes sense with Crisis next year anyway that
0: Eobard be there. Yeah, I think it's it's very important. Like. He has been a character that has been lingering around in the background for a very long time, consistently since even his defeat in season one. Uh, but he's incredibly important and he's going to prove that now.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think you're right. I think um, we're, we're seeing we're getting this set up for how Sherlock is going to leave and that he's legitimately going to go home to be with to be with Irene, which is gonna, it's going to be such a touching scene. Uh, Because I think these characters have grown to actually love him, uh, just like any other member of that team. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it's going to be a sad moment when we see him leave. But um, I'm really looking forward to knowing, one, that Kavanaugh is still going to be a part of this crew and uh, going into next season. And two, seeing him yet again as Eobard, because it was seeing him as Eobard in season one that made me grow to love Kavanaugh Mm -hmm. as an actor and as. A part of this series, so seeing him go back to that, man, I'm really looking forward to it. I've loved oh. just a little bit we've gotten of that this season.
0: Yeah, uh you know, I think he he always does an awesome job. I I think Sherlock has been probably the lesser of all of the Wells characters we've had, but I mean, he still was a decent character. There, he wasn't like a a, a poor character by any stretch of the imagination. um But again, I think knowing that we're probably going back to Reverse Flash from here, I think kind of helps soften that and makes kavanaugh still one of the big mvps yet again yeah
1: no agreed um with that out of the way we can jump into the meat of this episode and i'm going to do that by posing a question um does cicada not know that in killing all the metas she kills herself
0: Oh I am pretty sure she knows because even Dwyer was the one was a meta was just kind of like yeah and when all this is done I'm going to kill myself too. And I'm pretty sure she's right there with him.
1: So this is a suicide mission for her.
0: Pretty much, which makes her slightly more terrifying because she doesn't care if she lives or dies. Uh it still doesn't make her a good villain but <laughs> <laughs> I know because um, I
1: thought I, w- I thought we were going to get a wrap to to her character. And I think in some ways I think we have
0: we kind of did. I mean, really, I think the, the entire for the most part, it looks like most of the episode next week is probably going to be inside Star Labs and then a little bit on the outside of the streets. But it sounds like for the most part, that's where things are going to be taking place, because I know even the promo showed her stalking around Star Labs trying to kill everybody while they're dealing with everything. So so very interesting to see how that's going to play out.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's more along the lines of we've we've gotten a rap to the Cicada character. Now it's more the dagger is the bigger concern. It's not even, they know they can stop cicada at this point. They've done it multiple times and she just continues to get away, Mm -hmm. uh, to continue to sock what's, what's going on. But now it's, it's the, um, now it's the dagger is the bigger concern, right? Uh, Which again, going into what I was talking about, about how there was something that I did not foresee coming. And I know this is kind of jumping to the end of the episode and going into the finale of next season, Man, that was a brilliant twist Have because we, we knew that Eobard was most likely going to be the big bad of the season somehow, kind of like the way Lex was with Supergirl or Lex is with Supergirl. He's had a, a, a hand in everything that's going on. That's how this season has been. Eobard yeah. has been the underlying effect of everything. He's been the, the voice in, in Nora's ear that has led to everything that is happening. Everything is happening because of Eobard showing how smart of a character he really is
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the one thing i did not foresee but i thought was brilliant is the fact that this did nothing to do with cicada this was all about the dagger
0: yep i i called it midway through the episode um it was when ralph started putting it together that it clicked in my brain i'm like oh and i even said out loud on the couch my (laughs) wife looked at me and she's like what i was like the daggers under the breastplate I'm like that's why he can't use his powers. I'm like that's awesome. And then when it played off, and I'm like that's just great. I love it. <laughs> so yeah,
1: it was something I did not foresee. I, I didn't predict that at all. You called it halfway through the episode. I didn't see it. Um, just that was that was brilliant. You yeah, know, being the, the dagger is was being was the thing that was kind of keeping his his powers away from him. And, and and this whole thing hasn't been about cicada. It's been about destroying that dagger and, yeah. and using Nora to do it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, that was cool. That was a nice little twist. Um, hmm. trying to think where else to go from yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I really don't know. I mean, there's there's a like
0: like we we show them use the mirror gun to make sure they can destroy the old original core of the Starlight satellite, um, which we see proof positive we see Ralph really put his his detective skills to work this episode which was cool I was really happy to see that and I think that's kind of setting up again his smarts because Sherlock's not going to be there uh come next season and they still have a brain behind things which is going to be cool to see Ralph kind of jump into that next part of his his evolution of his character uh and they kind of set up Joe as becoming the next potential captain
1: yeah that I did really enjoy I, I I think I think I'm gonna like that
0: yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. But I thought that was cool. Like we saw the meta human cure kind of getting out there and being used and a lot of people starting to be saved and new again setting up that maybe end of being a meta for a couple characters. So big wait and see. Um I you know, we haven't heard anything about Carlos Mendez leaving the show yet. So I'm curious on how that's going to play off next well this week if uh, Cisco's truly going to say goodbye by the end of all this. So big wait and see.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't want to feel like we're short shifting this episode, but I really it, we've kind of touched base on everything that was happened. Um, you know, it, it's a very straightforward episode, but one of the reasons and I could see maybe that's why a lot of people might have given this a lower rating like IGN and such. But again, as in our opinion, this set up something really smart for the for the season finale. And that's why I gave it a higher rating than I did. Yeah, uh, than, than a lot of people did. So it is a straightforward episode. So we're not short shifting it at all. Um, but it, it set up something, I think, which is going to be great for potentially the the season finale going into next season.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the setup. I mean, I think this season suffered a bit. Um, and we're going to get into that when we get into the annual. I mean, like I said, I think the DeVoe season was probably the 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 one that just didn't land at all well not at all there was definitely great moments uh this was an improvement but I, I think when we get into it there there were some problems here but i think this finale could change perspectives a little bit i think that little twist we got with lex in the past with supergirl was how you do this right this is a close second so
1: yeah i i agreed um and you know just predicting a little bit of a couple things for the finale this coming week uh which again we'll talk about in two weeks. Um, I, I think the two biggest things that we're going to see happen are we're going to see Barry face off against Iabard again. So, Flash versus Reverse Flash. Because uh, there's already images out there of that happening. Um, and I think we're going to get a goodbye to Nora. I think Nora is. I think one of two things is going to happen. I think Nora is going to be. Uh, she's going to be sent home. She's going to go home. Uh, or there's a potential. I don't think they'll kill her off.
0: No, they won't kill her off, but I also don't think that's Shoal. She'll stick around. Uh, We'll definitely say goodbye to her character this week. Um, It doesn't make any sense to keep her around. It really doesn't. Um, As much as it was fun to have her be this character this season, um, it adds a little bit too much um, to the series. I think they have to let go of that at some point. So.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. uh,
0: And obviously one of the other things that's going to happen probably in the finale is Iris is going to find out she's pregnant. Because that has to happen, too. <laughs> you think? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Uh, I wouldn't I be surprised. I don't know if it has to happen yet.
1: I think it would change the age of Nora. Uh,
0: they, maybe. Um, I mean, she was a little kid when crisis happened. But really, in the grand scheme of things, 2024 to 2019 is not a big change. So if she was a little kid when Barry disappeared having Iris pregnant while he disappears. Also would tie in together in timeline. Okay. All right. So So we shall see. Uh very oh. curious. I mean, I but I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull that move. No, me neither.
1: Um I I guess yeah, I mean just looking forward to, you know, looking to the the episode um uh Legacy, which is the season finale of The Flash. I'm just I'm looking forward to it because I'm again, I've made no bones about this. I have always been a big Eobard fan uh, and a fan of that character of reverse flash and getting to see the two of them face off again. I'm I'm all for it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, now that I'm thinking about it, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if reverse flash, you right. Killed Nora. <laughs> That's
1: what I mean. I could see it as potentially something happening.
0: Um, it's like it's like Joker killing Robbins, you know, like it's, you know eobard uh, eobard killing Norris. you know it, it could very well happen um what's well, a big wait and see
1: yeah so. but we're we're gonna see it we're gonna see it this week mm-hmm. uh and we're gonna talk about it in two
0: <laughs> yep uh
1: so yeah so with that being said that's gonna wrap it up for the discussions about this uh about this week's episodes i don't really think there's a lot of news out there this week but i'll turn it over to you to talk about what there is
0: Sure. Well, one of them is something that we won't be covering on the show, but still is very, very integral to classic DC Comics and actually modern right now, too, with Doomsday Clock. But HBO has released the very first teaser trailer for Watchmen. Uh, It looks very much like it is going to be a sequel to Watchmen, which I thought was kind of interesting. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to head over to YouTube. I don't believe we posted that on our page, but we did not. uh, I would just say just jump over to YouTube, uh, check out HBO's Watchmen teaser trailer. Very, very interesting. Uh, jumping into some film news, though, we have a couple things. Uh, a couple of these are purely rumors right now. Uh, one of the rumors was already debunked, so we're not going to even talk about it here. But it sounds like Benicio del Toro has been potentially rumored to play the Suicide Squad villain for James Gunn's upcoming Sui- uh, Suicide Squad flick. Uh, right now, there is no potential ties or curiosity sake right now as far as who he might be playing. Uh, but as it sounds like he is in talks potentially. Uh, but aside from that, though, it sounds like this we have been confirmed, Idris Elba is not playing uh, Deadshot, but there is some rumblings that he might be playing Deathstroke. So, again, take that purely as a rumor right now. Again, this, the geek world is just kicking off things left and right, left and right, left and right. So um, right now it's just a big wait and see. But I'm sure give it until like July, August. We, I'm sure, will have a full unveiling and we'll find out just around the bend. Jumping into the animated universe world, so if you remember quite a while back when uh, Warner Brothers Animation was releasing their DVDs, they used to do little pieces called The Showcase, which was a lot of animated shorts where we got to see things like The Spectre and several other characters, including, I think, uh, we saw a Captain Marvel one in there. sounds like they are going to be returning to the forefront going through uh, the next five – well, actually, sorry, next four releases – for the DC animated films starting through 2019 and to 2020 and it sounds like right now the five shorts are going to be these and while yes there's only four films uh, that'll make a lot more sense in the second. So it sounds like the first of the shorts is going to be a Sergeant Rock short followed up by Adam Strange and then Death aka Death from Sandman. And then ultimately, The Phantom Stranger. Uh, But what's going to be even cooler is one of the things they're going to do is they are going to release this entire series as its own film with a special new fifth one, which is going to be a short adaptation of Batman Death in the Family, which is many people remember the death of Jason Todd at the hands of the Joker. So very curious to see how that's going to play off. So. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll be finding out a little bit more about that down in the road. But I believe the Sergeant Rock one, though, will be making its appearance, I believe. Uh, I think that might be around the bend in, I think, Hush. So when okay. that comes around. So uh, it's very possible, too, that it might be getting pushed into these Teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtles versus Batman one. So I can't they, wait for that. Uh, yeah, I think they, that release date has been shifted around. I think what they said is potentially July, June, July, I think is when that's coming out now. So. Uh, So we'll be seeing that probably very soon. It might be because of the Sergeant Rock thing is one of the reasons it got pushed back. Okay. All right. And then the last two stories for the week. Um, And it's all kind of one big story, to be honest. CW has officially announced that the pilot has been ordered to series for Batwoman. Uh, If you haven't checked it out, there is a very, very short teaser trailer. It's about 20 seconds in length that you can find over at facebookcom slash DC primetime. You want to check that out. Also, in addition to that, though, the logo and official promo shot has been released for that series when it comes very, very soon. Uh, they had this said coming soon, did not say coming fall, but most likely, again, this is the fall schedule up front. That was uh, where this was announced. Um, like I said, it's officially the, the CW's fall schedule will be announced in the upfront in New York on May 16th. So this coming week. So that's this Thursday. So that's, I guarantee, where you're going to be finding out just a little bit more about what's around the bend for the Arrowverse, and that's probably where they're going to make some big discussions about Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I would state that this coming week, there's probably going to be a mess load of news, so keep your eyes peeled <laughs> on Thursday on our Facebook page, and again, we'll be talking about that in a few weeks yeah
1: yeah which means we're gonna be yeah we're gonna have a not only we're gonna be talking about six episodes in two weeks uh we're also gonna probably have a buttload of news stories that we're gonna be bringing everybody to uh so it's gonna be an extended episode so just yeah be prepared for that you're probably talking about about a two-hour episode
0: yeah yeah two hours maybe even two and a half it is a big wait and see but it is not gonna be a short conversation that's for sure
1: no so just gear up and be ready yep uh cool so uh we'll do a couple recommendations and some cheap plugs and then we can get out of here for the day uh and let you guys go back to business and enjoy listening to anything else that you enjoy listening to but uh i'll tr- i'll let you lead off first uh, as like because i usually do but what is your recommendation for this week
0: uh this week it's not out yet but on also may 16th uh something i'm very excited about is the Castlevania Collection coming out on PC, Switch, Um, I think Xbox and PS4 is going to include Castlevania's 1, 2, and 3 from the NES, Castlevania Bloodlines from Sega Genesis, which is a really wonderful and rare Sega Genesis game, Uh, Super Castlevania from Super Nintendo, in addition to Castlevania Adventures 1 and 2 from Game Boy, and a game that was never released in the US, Kid Dracula, so uh, very excited uh, to finally get a chance to play that, I think it's going to be launching at 20 bucks. And I'm a huge Castlevania nut, so super excited for that this week.
1: Um, I'm gonna preface that by saying, what?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I didn't
1: know about this.
0: Yeah, uh, Konami just released uh last month uh the Konami Classics Collection, uh, which was like a couple of it was like Gradius, Life Force. Uh, a couple other games were in that mix. Um, Haunted Castle, which is uh, the arcade version of Castlevania, which is not a good game by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and a couple other titles. But I believe also in, if memory serves correctly, in June, uh, the Contra collection will be coming out also on the same platforms for 20 bucks. Uh, and We don't know what is included fully in that. I think they only announced the very first four games in that collection. And the sad part is uh, one of those things that has not been announced yet, which is Contra from NES. And instead, they have the very inferior Contra from the arcade. So I'm hoping when they announce the final four games in that mix, they will be that was, will be included because it has never been uh, re-released anywhere except outside of the original Wii eShop. So um it's a big wait and see.
1: Um. Yeah. So the only question I have now is, uh, what console am I getting all these for?
0: I'm getting it on PS4 because th- that D-pad is going to be important. Um. Uh, a- Xbox's D-pad's not bad. Uh. The big improvement over 360, but for precision, uh, I've got to have to go with PS4.
1: Well, I was wondering if if I should have done PS4 or Switch.
0: Well, unless you have a pro controller, I wouldn't bother. Again, oh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I, unless you're like me and have a modded uh, left Joy-Con that has a D-pad, <laughs> So,
1: yeah, that's a good point. OK,
0: yeah, I um, we'll have to
1: go with PS4. Uh,
0: yeah, um, again, purely for accuracy. And I believe Hamster is the group that's doing it. And they're the guys that do arcade archives. They do a great job of doing emulation. So uh, apparently that first collection that they released was super bare bones. So if you're looking for like. Really awesome things like art and classic pieces and history and stuff like that. Don't expect it there. But if you're looking for just going back to playing Castlevania, this is the way to do it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be picking that up, especially if it's only 20 bucks. Come
0: on. Yeah, that's a good deal.
1: Yeah, that's a great deal. Uh, My recommendation for this week is actually, again, something not DC like yours was, but uh, is a little... Uh, actually just released I think either a week or two ago Uh, my recommendation for this week is the YouTube series Cobra Kai Uh, I have been I haven't started season two yet which just came out I just uh, two nights ago started season one again and I'm about halfway through it it's only 10 episodes they're only a half hour so they're quick to get through but man I forgot how great that first season was and I'm hearing nothing but even more greater things about season
0: I, two. I can attest. I'm a little over halfway through um, season two. So,
1: yeah, so, I'm, far, and I'm, I'm so hearing, far, so
0: good. I'm yeah. hearing
1: it's just as good, if not better than, than season one.
0: I would um, put it directly on par with season one. Then so. it's still great. Yeah. Because season I watched is se- Fantastic. I watched season one back to back twice. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. And um, that's what, this is. This is my second time going through it. Yeah. So, so. I'm five episodes into season one and I'm going to probably finish it off today and probably even start season two today at some point. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, Cobra Kai on YouTube Red is just an amazing, especially if you're a Karate Kid fan. Um, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic series. Uh, cheap plugs, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, as always, you can find this podcast as well as all other podcasts as part of the Next Level Podcast Network, www.thenextlevelnetwork.com, facebook.com slash the next level network. And, of course, the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash DC Primetime.
0: And as for me, you can always find me at nextlevelnetwork.com through the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods. We are going to be recording our next episode tomorrow night, which is Extinct Geekdoms. Probably, oddly enough, about a week later, we will be recording our next episode (laughs) uh, because we're trying to – I really want to stay on track. Unfortunately, again, vacation kind of made life tricky. We were trying to gun for Wednesday, but everybody we know apparently is going to see Eddie Izzard, so (laughs) – and most of the cast of our show is going to see Eddie Izzard, so – uh, but we will, uh, again, be releasing that, and then the follow-up episode will probably be releasing uh, probably the start of the first week of June. So.
1: Cool. Yeah, I know I'm not going to be part of the this first one, but uh, possibly the week after.
0: Yes, I yes, yes. So it'll be the week after or the week following after that. So I'm trying to figure out dates, but it will... Definitely be recorded before the end of May. So uh, probably about a little less than a week before you can hear the next episode. Uh, I'm going to make sure that's in the hands of Ben to get up on the feed and on the website uh, before this coming weekend. But in addition to that, though, too, yeah, the episode after that will be body positivity and geekdom. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing that one, too. Another big, serious episode. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, and I think after that, I think we're talking theme parks for the first time. Ooh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll
1: be lots of fun. Uh, cool so with that being said as always thank you for being a part oh do you want to thank somebody
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. and a good special thanks to <laughs> our good friend george shaw at GeorgeShawmusic.com. make sure to head over to his page in soundcloud and support all of his works
1: I always leave that to you just because you know the information better than I do
0: fair uh, but
1: with that being said thank you for being a part of the DC primetime family thank you for posting subscribing uh, commenting liking everything that you do but until next time we'll see you guys around the pen take care peace